In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus commissioned the disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. But did we go? And if so, where did we go? Hi, and welcome back to the Let Us Not Forget podcast. I am your host, Brenda Simons, and today is January 7th, 2024. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're not a subscriber, I encourage you to hit the button to subscribe now so that you won't miss any future episodes of the Let Us Not Forget podcast. So once again, I'm going to go back to the beginning and where now I want to go to the book of Matthew. I actually want to read to you what is what is called the Great Commission. And what's so interesting to me about this is that um, it took someone to say to me some years ago, what was Jesus's Great Commission? And I didn't know. And here I have been reading my Bible and, you know, um, studying the word, but you know what? I was at a loss in saying, I really don't know what it, what it, what it is, what it was. And they told me what it was. And that sort of changed things for me because it really gave me my responsibility in terms of what I was being called to do as a Christian. So for those of you who might not know the Great Commission, I'm going to share it with you now because this is a requirement of all Christians. Jesus has commissioned all of us to do this. So here's the Great Commission. And this is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain, which Jesus directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them all that I have, listen, commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So here's my question. Jesus commanded all of us to go and make disciples of all nations. He didn't just say go to church because he also tells us um, in Luke chapter 5, verses 31 to 32. Now this is Jesus speaking, not me now. He says, it is not those who are healthy who need a doctor, a physician, but it is those who are sick. He says, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now that's not to say there aren't sinners who need to be called to repentance in the church, but there's so many more 
who are outside of the church who need to be called to repentance. And you know, what really concerns me is that we know there is no shortage of sinners. There is no shortage of people who need Jesus. And just think about this. If we had, if Christians, if even a few Christians, heaven forbid, if most Christians, we know we can't say all Christians because all Christians aren't going to do it. But even if a handful of Christians made it their business to do this great commission and to go and make disciples of all nations and to share the, the hope and the life that comes through knowing Jesus, would this world be a better place? Just imagine if we went from the church to the streets and you don't have to go and stand on a street corner. I mean, just by joining a community group, for example, think about the people whose lives could be changed that need you in that group. I mean, even on your job, there are so many places that we can go. And I mean, we're going places all the time, but we're not going and sharing the hope that comes through knowing Jesus and why this is so important. Listen, people are committing suicide at a great rate. I mean, even young people, this is frightening. How many lives could have been saved from suicide if Christians did what Jesus commissioned us to do? To go, not to just go to church, even though church is also good for us to go to. But he wants us to bring down the walls of the church because realistically, we're supposed to be the church. So we are carrying the church with us. Mm. So it also occurred to me, some people are uncomfortable with, well, how am I supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do in order to help people and to lead people to Christ? Now, you know, when you go to church um, at the end of the service, the minister gives the call to salvation. But you know what? Here's the thing. We need to take the spookiness out of that. And we need to understand that not only the minister or the deacons and deaconesses are able to give that call to salvation, but every Christian is able or should be able to give that call to salvation. But most Christians, I believe, are afraid to do it. I know I have been. Um, and don't even know how to do it. And they sort of keep their faith to themselves. But that's not doing what Jesus commissioned us to do as Christians. So I also want to take the spookiness out of um, going and making disciples of all nations. So 
here's what we need to know and understand. Here is in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. Now, this is a combination of um, the King James and the Living Bible translation. And I did this because I want people to really understand and, and take some of the words out of it that leave people lost. So here is the call to salvation um, that Christians, all Christians should know, that comes from um, the book of Romans, um, chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. And it says, here we go. This is how you can go and make disciples of all nations. But first you need to understand this call to salvation. And it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And verse 10 says, for one believes with the heart that they are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So what does that mean? I want to share with people, and I went to Google, to be honest with you, um, to look up a simple salvation prayer. And this is a prayer that you would have the person that you are leading to the knowledge, belief, and understanding of Christ. This is an uncomplicated prayer that you can learn to help lead others to salvation. And here's how it goes. And I encourage you to learn this or go to Google yourself and make certain you're Googling a prayer that aligns with Romans 10 verses 9 through 10. But here's an example of one. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins and surrender my life to you. Wash me clean. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and rose again on the third day for my victory. I believe that in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. That's a very uncomplicated, I believe, easy to understand prayer of salvation. Please, for those of us who are Christians, please know and understand our commission to go and make disciples of all nations. Not just those who are in the church that already know it, but those who are outside of the church who need to know it. And I have shared with you the great commission that Jesus has called us to, and it's a command. It's not an option. It's a command for all Christians. I have shared with you how to do it. 
using that prayer of salvation. We have a responsibility to share Jesus with the world. We never know when we are going to be called to stand before the Lord. And what will we say if we are asked, who did you go to and share salvation? Who did you go to to help save their life through salvation and knowing Jesus Christ? I don't want to stand before the Lord and say, well, um, um, I don't know how to answer that question. I didn't know exactly how to do it. Well, if you are hearing this message, you now have no excuse. There's a world out there that desperately needs to know Jesus. It's not an option, people. It's a command. So go forth and make disciples of all nations as Jesus has commanded. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this message with others. We are in a world that is dying to know Jesus. So give them life. God bless you. And once again, Happy New Year.